Hello, fellow travelers. This is David Woods, your host and trusted guide. Welcome to our little fellowship as we gather to discuss the Christian life in a post-Christian world. We are broadcasting from Babylon with love. My friends out there in podcast land, I'm so excited to have on the show today a dear friend of mine, a friend of mine for many years now, uh, also a, a member of, of the little church in San Juan, uh, Miss Rochelle Irene Simpson. Oh, the whole world knows now. <laughs> Should I redo that? <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Come on, that's okay. Y'all Rochelle know. is a French name. Irene is just a is just a it's just a name. Just a white person's name from the twenties, <laughs> and and then Simpson, of course, because you're married to Mr. Joshua Simpson. Yes, yeah, not Homer, but not close. Homer Simpson. <laughs> but I do love I do love my Josh Simpson. Um, so Rochelle, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Uh, thank you very much. I'm like. You must be scraping the bottle. No, 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 no. See, don't do that. I was like, I don't let her talk too long. Um, no, Rochelle, you are a fascinating person, and you're fascinating in a couple ways. Um, and but the first thing I, I I like to do usually when there's someone on the show for the first time, if there's someone who's walked with the Lord, known the Lord for a season of their life, I like to find out, uh, or I like listeners to be able to hear how do you how did you come to know the Lord? Were you raised in the church? Was there just nothing else that you, you knew, or did you come to the Lord later? How did that actually go? How did you come to know the Lord? Yeah, well, I was raised in an Orthodox Church. The so Orthodox Church, so Egyptian, Yes, Coptic. Coptic Orthodox Church, yes. Okay. So Egyptian community. So I, um, yeah, so I kind of knew, knew the Lord. Like, that was definitely a regular part of life. We were churchgoers growing up. Um, my parents couldn't find an Orthodox school, so we went to a Lutheran school. <laughs> Very interesting. Are you in Orange County when you're talking about this? Yes. Okay, so... Yeah, so, so in born area. and raised in Orange County, but my parents moved here. Um, my dad moved here when they got married. My mom moved here when she was like 10, 11. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, grew up in the in the church, um, but I, I don't... It was, I guess, more so the Egyptian culture that... Um, kind of made me leave the Orthodox Church and find other things, and I found myself um, here with Zoe. So, how did, uh, if you don't mind me asking, the is it just that the, it was such a cl- close community, like just being a part of a small town? You were like, you know, like was there just kind of like one of the little room, or or as far as like leaving as far the as Orthodox leaving the Orthodox slash Egyptian cultural yeah. church world <laughs> or whatever that might be. Um, well, let's see. How do I explain this? It, it, it was just, you know, it, there's a lot of culture and tradition and things that go into the church and things that I think are really, really great. Um, but it's also very distracting, like from the, why we go to church, mm-hmm. like, you know, finding like a relationship with the Lord and the Egyptian culture, I would say probably many Middle Eastern cultures, it, it just clashed with everything that I thought um, Christianity was supposed to be. Hmm. Um, it was, you know, lots of flashy things. <laughs> and it, it was just a little too much. I'm kind of like a simple person. And I was like the black sheep of the Egyptian community. <laughs> That's really interesting. Because a lot of people, let's say, are coming from the other side of the fence, right? Sort of the 
I don't know, sandals and a Hawaiian shirt, you know, like kind of low church, super casual. I know a lot of people have come from that world and have been like absolutely like entranced by, right. by the orthodox it's beauty so and the shine and the and the gold, you know, like in the inlay yeah. and the design and the yeah, and but right. but but almost because it's so different, like, oh what is this? This yeah. different expression of what it means to even be in a church or whatever. Right. Um, and it's the, very old. So I can imagine it being like from an outsider's perspective being like, wow, this is like the oldest church. This must be what it's about. And that's why I say it's kind of more the Egyptian culture that first got me like, you know, to say, what else can I find? Because I just um, that it just wasn't who. Is I, that tough? I mean, like I imagine like families <laughs> like, hey, what's up? Like. A little bit, yeah. You know, um, like they they were constantly trying to get me to come back. Um, I mean, I would say on some level, maybe they're like, well, I guess at least you're kind of learning the Bible, even if it's not our way, right? Which is right. the right way. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that from everyone. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So a little bit, um, you know, but I think when it comes down to like them seeing changes like over time where they're like oh wow like you for real like mm. you go to church because you want to <laughs> what age would you say you were when you kind of started making that decision to, the more personal maybe decision to say you know i want to connect with the lord in 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 this other way or in this in this way um it was i would say it started kind of um around 18 like okay. m a friend invited me to a well-known mega church down here yeah yeah and I went there and again, it was like not what I was looking for. And I just kind of kept looking going from place to place. And I was like, I know there's something like I believe in the Lord yeah. and like, I want to have a better understanding of what this is about. Like, you know, who, who am I supposed to be really in this church? <laughs> and yeah, that's what kind of led me. Was it lonely or was it like, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because that, because the the draw, of course, of a of a culture that is also sort of a church culture is that there's just such a there's so many tiers of an inbuilt community, as you said, and also this insanely deep history, and now all of a sudden you're just sort of looking, you're yeah, wandering like, this road. <laughs> like, where do I fit in somewhere? But it was, it wasn't even like just like looking for a place to belong. It was also like looking for, okay, where, where's the meat? Like I am past milk where gave me the meat. <laughs> right. Cause you had the, the community aspect already. That wasn't exactly what you were looking for. Right. Or at least not primarily, let's say. Yeah. Um, and then as you started walking with the Lord or in that, uh, in that season, making those choices kind of, kind of on your own a little bit more, um, how would you describe your relationship with the Lord? Like, how would you characterize it? Has it been pretty consistent? Would you say it's been kind of all over the... Like, I mean, people go through real valleys and some kinds of mm. high heights. Uh, how would you describe just how you've walked with the Lord? You know, I would say it, it's actually been pretty consistent since I've been getting fed regularly. But, um, I mean, not to say that, like, life has been consistent. I've had the valleys sure. and the mountains in life, but I just kind of, um, I think I got that, like, from my dad. I just always had the Lord, like, in mind, like, where am I supposed to go next? Steady, yeah. I mean, because, yeah, as, as like, friend and one of your pastors, it's, like, from the outside or from that vantage point, at least, it's always been, like, 
oh, she's solid. Like she's <laughs> she's gonna show up. Like she's gonna whenever she that's like it, it always appeared that that part of your life was was steady. It was like a settled thing. It was like you didn't even talked into it, right? Like it just that was always the impression. You know, I didn't yeah. like you know ask you a bunch of questions about how that worked or whatever. <laughs> but from the outside, it would just be like, oh, cool, right? You know, some people you're yeah. like you really want to coach up. You really want to like, hey, don't forget about Jesus, you know. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But that was never the the feeling I had. It was always like, oh, cool, like this. She she knows what she's up to. Yeah, yeah. It was just always just a deep longing. So I would say, I mean, of course, like the relationship with the Lord has gotten much deeper over the years, and better understanding, and knowing kind of um, how to be a Christian in general. Um, but it was I was just always longing for it. <laughs> yeah, it was your personal sort of like I want this, I need this. Yeah. Um and and as far as you sort of being called by the Lord not just to himself in that in that deeper way or that more direct way as you're describing it, but then you're calling as a person as a as a woman in the world, as a person with skills, gifts and talents. Uh I believe I I when I met you first, it was uh oh, Rochelle's a chef, you know. It's like <laughs> Rochelle <laughs> Rochelle, if you ever want, it was like, don't actually ask her, but if you really asked her, um, she, right, like she, she will make anything better than anyone will be able to, but don't ask her because I'm sure everyone asked her, but don't ask her, but you should ask her. That, that was always the vibe. It was like, it was like a secret power. I didn't want to be like, Hey, welcome to church. Can you cater? You know, like I didn't want to like be like that guy. So I didn't, I, I don't think I asked for a long, I don't know if I ever asked. I think I tried to find ways to like indirectly be like what's how does cheese work yeah you know? <laughs> i think i think that was probably well no i would say early on there was like a thing i did like a mexican theme once for our uh christmas gathering and yeah. then i brought a cheese board i remember the cheese board <laughs> <laughs> that, that other one time <laughs> yeah, yeah, that other, but okay well part that's what i love about our church is like at least the vibe I've, I've always hoped that people could just be and then like you're not here to like be this person and do that thing and like you know have to get exhausted you know <laughs> being expected to whatever but it was always like <laughs> it would always be like <laughs> oh man I, like she knows the things and can do the things like, like i just cannot do <laughs> you know so it was always like really tempting to ask you a lot of questions about just cheese like i love cheese rochelle but i you remember you can ask when, me any question <laughs> about cheese you want but i remember i finally did and uh, <laughs> i was like what exactly would go with this and you like we're like okay well this that and the other thing and let me just bring it and then you're like <laughs> let me just let me just bring a board and i'm like I just, okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? and i just remember thinking oh that's such like a it's like a sommelier you know it's like there's like a power mm. and i'm like oh for people who don't have it she's like oh because because with food it's such a weird shared thing like everybody that i've ever met eats and all of them you yeah know, it's like weird. i think everybody <laughs> <laughs> but it's so weird because we all eat and most of us have like taste buds and everything else um i don't want to leave anyone out but like it is such a weird thing to be like the thing you know more about than than the average person is something we all participate in and like that was such a weird like interesting <laughs> concept to me it is actually when people talk about it like as this like crazy artistic thing and i'm like it's like the most basic thing that we need for survival 
<laughs> and I and I just happen to do it faster. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's just fast. Okay, so how? Let's just explore that kind of aspect of your 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 gifting. Let's say, how did the Lord call you into, uh, or how did you feel sort of compelled to that path of of work? Because it's it's work, all right. Yes. Um, it's training. It's education. It's I mean, it's times, blood, sweat, tears, all the things. Mm-hmm. How did you sense? Like, when did you like? You know what? I think I want to do this. You know, um, <laughs> there there was a very specific moment that like, um, and there were a few things that kind of led up to it. But I had had Ryder, and I was kind of on my way. This to your son. My son. You don't know, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was um, on my way. Kind of, I knew that I had to do something because I was a, a single mom. So I was like, okay, what can I do? And I just decided, like, I'm gonna go to culinary school. <laughs> Just, just like this. Just like that. Did and you have like a memory of a grandmother and kneading the dough and being? Like, well, actually, yes, my grandma yeah. does that all the time. It's and it's amazing because now when I help her, like you know, I'm just I'm like the person that gets it done fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I did, uh, but I didn't really grow up cooking. Um, I knew I liked food, and. I thought like it would be really cool to be good at this. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I was like, I I had made a decision not only just to go to culinary school, but I said I am going to do this for a long time. <laughs> That's cool. I, I'm gonna commit. It's a major commitment. And here we go. <laughs> okay. So now let's tell me how long does it take to feel like okay, I'm I'm trained. Oh. Like, what is that? What I still don't like? feel that way. Okay. <laughs> and it's been ten years. Okay, okay. So. <laughs> culinary school typically what would it be? Like, uh, well, so it takes, um, let's see how long it, it took me, two and a half years. Um, some people can do it less. Some people, you know, take longer. So it just depends. I, I finished in two and a half years and went on and it really wasn't until I worked at a French restaurant that, and it was a nice restaurant. That um, was Pascal? That was with the, the no, guy? Or he, that was a different, sorry. That was different. He <laughs> judged a competition I was in. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, you know, you know all these chefs yeah, around here. Yeah. No, okay. um, no, that was a Marche Modern. Oh. In Crystal Cove now. Let's go. Um, oh, I've read about that place. Yes. Yes. They were number three very in fancy, the top 100. Very prominent place. Wow. Yes. Um, and I was there for a little while, and um, I mean, it was great, and I learned a ton. I would say I learned more there than I did in culinary school. Wow. Um, but I was making like nothing. <laughs> so what was your position? What was like, what would the title be? Line cook. Line so cook. some places, like if you're in a hotel, there's like line cooks one, two, three, and then right, you can right, move right. to sous chef and executive sous and whatever. Um, but in a mom and pop, because Marche is privately owned, um, it's just line cook. And if you make it to a sous chef, but, you know. That's, that's like not likely or that's going to be a long time. Well, or in a place like that, sort of I mean, guarded. their sous chefs have been there for right. years and years right, and years. Right, They're right. probably not going anywhere. <laughs> right, right, right. And it's and the place is not looking to to expand the location as far as like we want to have a uh, hundred more tables here. They're they're kind of trying to do something. Yeah, it's you know it's particular. just they're trying to yeah. be the best that they can right, be. Right. Um, without being like, we're going to open up a hundred locations. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. So right. So yes. and then and then. This is French food. I'm just I'm curious about mm-hmm. about this time. 
Um, is there something to it? Would you say is it harder or or is it easier to learn French food? Like, was that a particular challenge? Was it? Are there like if if you're cooking different types or styles or whatever mm. you would say, um, it requires a different skill set, different or no? Well, actually, French is like the classical cuisine. So right. when you're in culinary school, everything you learn is French. It's okay. from French techniques. So. Um, so you kind of have that and then, but you just get to play like what was great about working there was the chef would kind of be like, Hey, grab me X, Y, Z, all these ingredients. And we would literally make this recipe and he'd be like, what do you think? Like, <laughs> that's cool. and it was so, so cool. Cause you know, I get to see and I get to give my input and I mean, I don't know if he cared about my input, but <laughs> I, I still got to watch him do it and be part of the process. And that was really, That's really cool, cool, which you don't really get that in like, you know, bigger restaurant or like like a big hotel, like, say, the Monarch right. Resort, where I worked for a short period of time. Because that's more of like efficiency or, or just like. Yeah, it's just it's it's, it's more established. It's like, you know, this, this huge thing. So it, they're just like, do this. Yes. They're yeah. not asking for your opinion. Right. <laughs> it's not. It's less of the artistic side, maybe, of things or. Yeah. Would you say, um, I mean, just as a curiosity, what is your favorite t kind of food to prepare? Um, gosh, you know, I actually cheese boards. That's probably why That's, I brought it. Oh, that is so <laughs> I, pure. I have a thing about <laughs> cheese boards and bread and just like really simple, oh. good ingredients. Like, yes. uh, those are the good things. Cheese. Of man. the world. Cheese. Yes, of the world. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm yeah. distracted by that. Okay. Yeah. Would you say that... So you said... Now, you made an interesting comment. You said you, you learned more there probably than you did in culinary school. Mm -hmm. And that's just because it's just this live, dynamic environment with professionals who are in the middle of it, yeah. who have been in the middle of it for years. So you're picking up on things that might not have appeared in a, in a course or in a... Is that, is that what you're right. kind of Yeah, indicating? like you're just making things typically in culinary school where they're like, this is, you know you have to learn how to make a bechamel or whatever. It's like a very basic thing. But then when you go in a restaurant, they're like, okay, you make that as a base and then we're going to do X, Y, Z to it. So you just learn so much more. And on top, you're like under fire or above fire literally yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the time. Sure, sure. You know, it is extremely intense. So it, it is absolute baptism by fire. People are just sitting there waiting. And and it was an open kitchen, so they're staring at you too. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. So... I almost took, I shouldn't even say that, but I almost took Lisa there for our anniversary, and then I was like, oh, this is really hard to afford. Um, so maybe next time. Um, but <laughs> I don't think they're open, but they're doing curbside pickups. So. Okay, okay. That, I'll take that excuse instead. I, I was, of course, going to, but they weren't open. Mm. Um, <laughs> but like an open kitchen then, that's a mm. whole different level then of like, of for, having yeah. to what? Feel like you have it together. Like you don't want to be like, <laughs> shaking your hands yeah and like, no, like no crying it. on the line everything's gonna be all calm <laughs> yeah if you cut yourself you better run to the back <laughs> oh man that's so intense yeah okay so why leave that environment too much pressure you're learning so much you're in you're in the middle of one of the most important restaurants in orange county uh if not just southern california in general um you're it sounds like you're just around brilliant people and your baptism by fire you're you're accelerating your understanding your abilities uh even beyond culinary school why'd you leave well so as i mentioned as a single mother um working on the line is yeah. not going to make ends meet right okay so the pay is just going to be not there yeah and like, this is like a problem it's a very well-known problem in the sure. industry that line cooks especially people who want to work in these amazing restaurants that get these degrees 
and then they're like making nothing. Right. Um, and so that was really, really hard. And it was like a hard pill for me to swallow because I was like, but this is what I want to do. This and I it. fought yeah. it for a while and I grappled with the idea of hmm. leaving. Um, but I did eventually. And that was the right thing for me to do. Where did you go next? So next, um, it, kind of happened randomly i like reached out to the school i went to that no longer exists and um told them i was looking for something and they called me and a personal chef was looking for an assistant because she uh, was going on maternity leave oh wow so she wanted to train me for a few months and i was like ugh, like i don't want to i'm i'm like making oysters and foie gras <laughs> and working in this amazing brick oven i don't want to go to making meatloaf <laughs> right 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 <laughs> For a couple of snot-nosed kids that aren't even mine. <laughs> yeah, it was. So the idea of it was really like, mm. okay, this this is temporary, like you know. Um, but I did it, and I was just the, the potential was great, and it wasn't always like that. And then you have these opportunities for dinner parties where you do get to be more creative, and you get to do all sorts of fun stuff. And that's when I got to take everything I learned from Marche, and then everything just from my culture, because people love like oh, you're, you know, Egyptian, make us something Egyptian. That right. sounds so great. Um, so yeah, taking all of that and then eventually being able to turn it into my own thing that it ended up being like the best thing for me. That's awesome. And then are you getting a consistent enough like pay for to make this? So at first you're coming as an assistant. Mm -hmm. She goes on maternity leave and then you what, take over for her temporarily? Yeah. And so she's still kind of, um, you know, whatever. I don't even remember what the pay was then, but I knew that it wasn't quite enough. And I was just like, I could be doing this on my own because I worked for her long enough to say, I know exactly what I'm doing right. to the point where I would make suggestions like, right. why don't we do this? <laughs> you were very confident. You, yes. you had your feet under you and you were ready to kind of make yeah. your own decisions if possible. And at the time, she was also, she had studied baking and pastry. She hadn't even um, studied. So it wasn't even the culinary route but, that you had gone. Yeah. And, and she hadn't like worked in a restaurant because she had been well established in like a different field for many years before. So... To be like, well, if somebody who studied like, you know, making cakes can do this, I can totally do this. <laughs> right, right. Because it's fairly more straightforward in general. Is cakes. that true? Like bakery, pastry, that kind of stuff? Oh, uh, yeah. Well. Different set of skills. It is definitely a different set of skills. But yeah, um, yeah it's different. You're uh, you're not going to like make somebody cake every day of the week. <laughs> right, right. The, the same <laughs> Same kind of pressure and maybe the same kind of you it sounded like you were you were doing a variety of things coming out of the fresh French restaurant in particular mm -hmm. but then you're now you're also bringing your own style your own cultural stuff into the mix yeah and I would imagine you'd want room to kind of try things and do some of your own um, right what did you yeah. did you I mean is there an actual uh, style that you landed on I don't know I don't know anything so <laughs> in my head i think of the word fusion regularly being thrown out there to join two oh different gosh, kinds of food the word fusion <laughs> french egyptian <laughs> fusion people sometimes hate the word fusion because they're such purists about their food right uh no i you know it's when you're a personal chef you have to wear many hats because nobody wants the same thing every day okay. so while i love mexican food nobody same yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, but, you know, where they're like, one day we want Asian. Well, we want Mediterranean next week. Right. I'm actually working for a family right now, and they could eat pasta every day. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a different. But, you know, um, so it wasn't like I landed in one thing. I learned how to be good at making things that I don't 
really like. <laughs> Which is an art and a discipline, I would imagine. Yeah. To put the kind of love and care to make something really good that you wouldn't even want to necessarily eat yourself. Right. <laughs> like when like when they say, Listen, we don't eat garlic and we're also kind of vegan but part time vegans you and everything has to be organic. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Do you know you're of Jesus? Do and you know I, life can be happy? I know. And I'm just like, you don't even know what I'm capable of. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's so funny. Yeah. Just putting me in a very small box here. Um, and, you know, but you have to make it good. And so, okay. It is a totally different kind of world. So you strike out on your own. Now, is this when you start the business or is this when you kind of start doing your own work for a little while before it's officially your own business or is no, this No, I started it. I started the business. Um, and I think I had had, I think she had kind of, well, one of the clients opted to just move along with me. Oh, and was there any, like, bad blood. You're like, <laughs> sorry. Little, I mean, we, we worked something out. It was okay. okay. We're good now. Yeah. She actually just referred a party the client I was. Oh, that's cool. Saw today. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, I, I had something and I was like, okay, well, I need a website. I need all these things. Let me just hit the ground running and get this all together and start my own thing. Um, yeah. And I did it and it picked up way faster than I thought so it would. <laughs> this is Sauté? This is Sauté. Am I saying that Salt right? of the Sauté? earth. Oh, it's French. Yes. No. Is it French? Yeah. Well, it's got yeah. So it's e. supposed to be like oh. Sauté, but with, when you say it like a French uh, accent, it's Sauté. I see what you did there. <laughs> Yes, Very but good. it's an acronym for salt of the It was earth. lovely. I will say, I remember when you launched the website and everything else, I remember being like, you know how like we know each other and you're like, oh yeah, it's just Dave. And I'm like, yeah, it's Rochelle. And, uh, and then you like see like the person in their other context and it was like, oh. <laughs> I remember being like, oh, this is fancy. <laughs> like This looks really professional. And it's funny because when we hang out or anybody, when we get together at church, we're just joking around. We're just whatever, right? We're just people. Right. But watching when someone literally puts on that other hat and goes into that other world, you're like, oh, this is Rashid's <laughs> Yeah. Saute. <laughs> I feel like a different person in the kitchen, actually. <laughs> so, it's, yeah. It was wild, even just from the outside, being like, oh, man, that is slick. <laughs> like, it looks so good. Uh, well, thank you. And yeah. then it took off even quicker than you were I mean, oh, ready? Yeah. You, or just you just start to say no to people? No, what that happened? was the problem. I said yes to everything. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, and, well, because, you know, when, when you first start and when you come from making, like, no money and you're like, oh, my goodness, the yes. earning potential. <laughs> Let me work 100 hours a week. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> you you just you kind of like put your boundaries aside and you do it all and then it wasn't until a few years later that I was like okay I can I can say no to a few things now amen well and especially when you're thinking okay we're launching we're starting I'll just put in time now but then later of course I'll change it <laughs> right so yeah. how did it how did the work get out I mean again everything you did was of extreme quality as far as just it's a the um, sort of the materials and the resources and the way people encounter it with their eyes. Mm -hmm. But how does one, it, was it largely word of mouth? Like how does one actually, like I wouldn't have ever thought, you know, to maybe I was just cause I'm not in this world. Do people sit down and say, I have, you know, somewhat an independently wealthy family here of mm -hmm. mine and we need someone to cook incredible food. So I will go on Google and look for personal <laughs> chefs in Orange County. How does Pretty anybody even find that? Exactly that. No way. Okay. And um, yeah, it, it got, you know, one point where I was like on like the first page, which was pretty cool. So 
um, first page of Google is like right. not easy to do. Right. So, <laughs> um, you know, and, and having like a Yelp page and things like that. So yeah, a little bit of word of mouth, some referrals. I, I called up, um, several other chefs, actually more established personal chefs when I was first starting out and just talked to them. I was like, so how'd you find your clients? <laughs> and can you teach me how to do the same thing? Yeah. But and it just ended up being like, I mean, really, there could be a lot more personal chefs because the demand is high, you know, in places like Newport Beach where you've you got sure? people that they they want everything organic and amazing and beautiful and perfect and they don't want to do it themselves. <laughs> right. And and what's so extraordinary, at least thinking about this just as an outsider, but like a personal chef, like when would they when would you not want them? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, what does that even mean? Like, it's not like, oh, yeah, for three months, we'll have a personal chef, and then we'll what? Go back to doing, you know, the work? No, like, yeah. if you're at that point where you're looking for someone, that is, it seems like a pretty long-term thing if it works, if the relationship yeah. works, that it would be indefinite? Like, is it, it seasonal? Really, really, it depends. I've had a lot of people that come, because it's an expensive service, and I say that just because it is. I mean, sure. the, food in, the food alone is expensive. So. Right. Um, people will sometimes say, well, I'm about to have surgery and it would be great to have help while I'm recovering for the next, you know, three months or gotcha. whatever. Okay. Uh, some people are like, well, I just had a baby. I would love help for the first six months. Sure. And so we've done that kind of thing. And then I have worked for clients for, you know, several years and kind of things off and on. And so, yeah, it, re it really depends. Honestly, some okay. people are just all over the that place. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought through some of those categories. Mm -hmm. So now what is the experience like uh, when you started? Are you still a single mom when you started the business? Um, I, Josh, my husband and I were dating and he proposed as I, like as we were wow. as I was doing. This. Yeah. OK, <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember the timeline just as your friend. And I'm like, OK, so. Yeah talk about a lot happening at once and then uh -huh. and so then you're you're planning on this like this married life but mm -hmm. now your business is flying uh just totally taking off yeah um how do you do you are you talking with him okay what are our <laughs> will i ever see you it was, it was <laughs> how intense. does that work yeah because that's I, intense yeah the first i mean the first while really i think until i had charlie we were just kind of like we're just not going to see each other that often <laughs> But he's on board. He's like, I got your back. I think this is a great idea. Oh, yeah. He's the one that actually pushed me to do it. Like, I, okay. I, I think if I didn't have his support, I probably would have never even tried. Okay. So. Um, and he's a cook himself. I mean, he's a. He, we he met trained, in culinary school. Culinary school. Okay. <laughs> so this is yeah. not like some foreign thing to him. He's like, yeah. all right, let's do this. Yeah. He was fully supportive. Just like, you know, you could do it. Absolutely. I'm here for whatever you need. And although he wasn't in the industry at the time, it was like when I had parties and things before um because i i was initially too scared to hire other people <laughs> um and then he would help me you know do parties and things and we would work together and that was good sometimes it was like the only time we would get to see each other so mm -hmm. it was nice <laughs> give me give me just a pause here give me a, like a really good memory of you two working together on something like uh in, with the business or with mm -hmm. a particular moment or or event or was there like oh that was really that was fun like that was yeah. crazy but it was like can you think of a particular memory well, yeah one in particular was actually when we were uh getting video no not video i'm sorry photos together for the website and so everybody that was building my website i offered because i'm i'm not gonna like make the food and do nothing with it and i knew it was gonna be a right. lot <laughs> right, right. so i offered for them to come over and i would essentially cook them dinner and take pictures of every course uh, so yes please it was right. like nine courses it was kind of intense <laughs> 
I just because I wanted all these pictures and things, and I yeah, was like, yeah. I'm not gonna do this again. <laughs> and it's gonna be this whole range of different types of things. And yeah, it's gonna be extraordinary. Okay. Just boatloads of set pieces. Food. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I think that was probably the first time we really, really did something like kind of that intense and. It was just so cool to just see him there. Like I can be, I can be a little scary in the kitchen. <laughs> I can see that. And so, you're but very he, competent. You're very like, hey, sorry, this is how this needs to work. Oh, that's a lot nicer. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna come in low. <laughs> no, it's just, but he was so he was so like on top of everything. It yeah. was like, what needs to be done? What's next? You know, and and. I don't know. So that was, it was just a really, really cool thing because we're so different as you know, Yes. Um, to see our differences come together in like this amazing way to just make something amazing happen where I'm like, I couldn't do it without him. He and is so kind. He is so patient. So, he so is so, kind. he's so sort of mild mannered in, in, in the sense of like a, like a presence that calms, you know, yes. like it's not, I could totally see what you're saying. It wouldn't be like where we were butting heads and we were like, ah, oh, no. like he is so like, just calmly, like the yes. guy. Yes. <laughs> he's such he's a, like, what do you need? I'm yeah, here. And I'm so just, supportive. Such yes, a good dude. He's, he's like my Kristoff. <laughs> <laughs> what do you need? I'm here. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Very, I have kids. Very good. I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, okay. So the, the night or the, the, the evening that you did like the extravaganza for the photos for the mm -hmm. website you guys just handling this craziness together yeah particularly a fun memory how does it go as it goes right you just said you're sort of nervous about hiring people um i did he does he come on like to be a the 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 sue like, no, <laughs> like well what just happens for dinner next? parties he okay. helped me then but sure. he had a, a regular office. his own job his yeah own, own thing. 40 yeah. hour a week thing okay, so, so that's not possible yeah no not possible um i tried to talk him into it but he was just like <laughs> smarter than me he was like that's probably not a good idea honey just in case <laughs> just in case let's not um, no. And I, I actually, I talked to my dad and I was like, what do I, I'm like petrified of yeah. the thought of yeah. somebody else cooking my food because this is my name. Right. And he was just, but I was like, but I'm getting so much work, dad. Like, what do I do? You're a business owner. And he just says like, you know, the Lord's blessing you and, um, you can bless somebody else now. Mm. And, um, I, I, I took that and I was like, okay, he's right. He's like, you delegate, you, everybody wins. <laughs> so that's when I started looking and, um, went through a couple and then I found somebody and she's still with me today. Oh, and it's, cool. it's really, really cool to, uh, have that relationship. But yeah, just, it was petrifying, mm -hmm. but she was cooking alongside me, um, for several months and then I got pregnant and then, you know, I still got to train her throughout that. But when it was time for me to take my maternity leave, I was like totally comfortable. That's great. So the timing worked out. You were ready to kind of hand over the reins for a little bit. Yeah. So you could, you could have your own time. Now this world, right? This mm -hmm. food world. Okay. So people like me who don't know anything have also sort of become foolishly sort of obsessed with all the things we don't know, right? Mm. So we're the ones who watch all the stuff on Netflix. Um, we're the, I mean, like, I get giddy if there's a new season of uh, The Great British Baking Show. Like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> That's one why of the are good these ones. <laughs> British people so kind to each other and supportive and everything they make we want to eat and 
like like there is a food obsession mm -hmm. in the culture um i mean you know people have described it any number of ways um some of which i won't use here but um <laughs> but you know it, it a food obsession for novices not just for maybe the people that you might even serve or the foodie elites that would go to the french restaurant you worked at mm -hmm. um or just the wealthy that would go be able to go to those places but like everyone now like has a a feels like a, a stake or an interest in like like food and uh, farm to table and organic and all of the buzzwords and all the things, right? Right. Everyone discovers allergies or gluten. You know, I mean, you know, like <laughs> everyone discover allergies. Well, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> sorry, that was that was not quite how I should have said that. But, um, but you know, the rolling trends. Let's say the mm -hmm. trends and the fads of the food industry may have been the provenance of those who knew, like you, in the past. Now it's pop culture. Food oh, is yeah. pop culture, right? Mm -hmm. Um, tell me about your uh, relationship to that reality. Uh, like, yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I mean, I would just say it, in the beginning, it was kind of like getting caught up in it, but also like wanting to be relevant. Like, okay, I, well, I got to know what's popular right now. What do right. people want? Um, and I've been a personal chef for like seven years now. Every every person that I cook for thinks that they're being really, really healthy and none of them eat the same. <laughs> so it's just kind of been almost like this frustrating thing at times. And, uh, this world you can just get lost in. Cause people are like, well, did you know that that eggs are like cigarettes? Actually. Yeah, so right. if you eat eggs, <laughs> you are going to die right. Right. <laughs> tomorrow. Um, tomorrow. so yeah, it, it got a little ridiculous. Um, it still is. And, but then there's also where maybe if they're not thinking watching what the health, which I don't recommend, <laughs> um, you know, they're watching all of these farm to table. They're watching, I don't, I don't even know what the shows are. Chef's table, things sure. like this. And they're like beautifully shot. Yes. I mean, it's like, this is like highest quality possible everything yeah to describe like the slow pulling up of a potato or something <laughs> right right and then like you're watching and you're like we need potato yes. you know oh yes <laughs> tell us potato yeah. and the people you know they want they and and they start to expect that this type of food is available everywhere hey i saw this documentary about this uh, chef in new york can you do that tomorrow by yeah. tuesday mm. <laughs> It's like, well, he also grows everything literally <laughs> behind the restaurant. <laughs> so, I mean. So, in part, okay, mm -hmm. your your business uh, caters to uh, a clientele that can afford a certain kind of thing, mm -hmm. um, but then maybe c expects an unreality about how food or where food even actually can come from when. Yeah. Like, is there... Because on the other side of this is like, you know, hipsters discovering farmers markets and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like wherever you look, someone has an opinion, right, about food. Mm -hmm. And yet only a few like yourself are actually trained in the world of food, at least in that way. I'm not saying like a nutritionist or this, that, and anything. Right. But someone who genuinely works with food constantly. There's right. very few of those people. You're one of those people. So as one of those people, I think you're, you're describing, it can, I would imagine it could be... <laughs> Like, it would be weird. Like, I can't imagine people walking around casually just talking, I don't know, about the Bible very often anymore. Um, right. But when I am around that or I see it on Facebook, well, you know, this, that, the other thing. Yeah. As someone who has to, you know, be in the Word in a certain kind of way personally, but also then as, a, as part of my calling or job, it can be like, 
if I respond to one person on Facebook, mm. my whole life is going to be <laughs> mental. Like I'm going to be losing my crust constantly and I'm going to feel like I have to respond to everyone. And mm -hmm. this is crazy. So I'm not going to say anything ever. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then I'll just like, oh, just shut down. Like I can't, yeah. I can't do this. No, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, there are definitely times that that I don't tell people what I do because I'm just like not interested in hearing about the latest and greatest, you know, diet and whatever. And, and it does become very much about health, like this obsession that we have with, I would need to be the healthiest person. Mm. Um, but also what's underneath, I think, especially for women is I want to be skinny. <laughs> huh. Tell me if I eat this way, this super organic food, and then I do a celery juice cleanse, will I lose 15 pounds? <laughs> and they, they will ask you that kind of, like you are cooking for people. And I love what you're saying there. You're saying there's this idea, uh, I'm assuming it's a fiction, mm. <laughs> that, um, that to be healthy, right, is to be skinny, right? That's a, a, that's a classic mistake. Right. Um, but the way that that is tied so obsessively to organic to dieting to certain mm -hmm. kinds of food and these yeah. kind of things so do you did you end up getting that kind of of pressure or questioning about like yeah i, I want everything to be organic i want everything to be farm to table and mm -hmm. i want to lose 10 pounds uh while you make it like do, would do people actually come at you with well, not come at you but <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah a i mean aggressive, oftentimes they're like trying they have a goal they have a definite right um and at first, sometimes it's like, okay, we don't have time to cook, but we want really healthy food. Come help us out. And then they're like, oh, well, since you're here, you know, if you could make these, uh, I don't know, whatever, like this salad and then these veggie cups and then some fruit and whatever, X, Y, Z, because we're also trying to cut, you know, like 10 pounds, whatever. And, um, but then there are some people that are like, we are keto and we are super keto and i'm also trying to lose the five pounds i gained on vacation last week so if you wouldn't mind right <laughs> so yeah you definitely hear it and it's all these different ways because you have the ketos versus like you know the plant-based people completely opposite ends of the spectrum there right um who but ultimately the goal is like i want to be i want to be perfect right. <laughs> i want to be beautiful and skinny and then, you know, if I get like an extra five years of life, that'd be cool too. Wow. <laughs> so like, yeah. So then do you think, I mean, it's, I'm sure it's obviously mixed, but um, do you think it's great that people got really interested in food or do you think it's sort of surfaced as another way for us to be obsessed with self-improvement, which really means improvement of our physical appearance mm -hmm. largely? Yeah. Um, which is actually just another way of being unwell. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard to say because it, it's kind of both. You know, it's great for people to cook. Like I, uh, yeah. like I still, I don't do it as often as I used to, but I still cook dinner, you know, for the kids. And I love like that whole process of making dinner and sitting down and we all eat together. Like I, I love that. Um, but it's just like this thing that I think is just creating such tension. Like people have this fight inside where they're like, Oh, I just got this new pasta roller and I'm having so much fun making pasta. And then, you know, they're posting all these pictures of the, of their freshly made pasta. And two weeks later, Oh, I'm, I'm back on weight watchers. Cause it was too much pasta. <laughs> <It> turns out <laughs> pasta. <laughs> 
So it's right. just, you know, it's like this world where they're like obsessed with it, but then they're like obsessed. They're like, am I obsessed with the wrong thing? Like it just, it creates this thing when you're like, food is just energy. Let's not. Okay. So yeah, why don't you tell <laughs> you tell us because you know how incredible flavors can be. You know, like how interesting or, or how challenging and complex and maybe and satisfying food preparation can be. Um, how should we view food though? Like, I mean, is is it really like, hey guys, chill out? Like, <laughs> well, I, I don't know if I can say what everybody should no, view okay, food okay. Well, as, you, I, but I'll leave you that's probably not fair to you. Um, what is a healthy? Hmm. What is a what is like a, a good perspective on on these things? I mean, it's 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 surely it's good that we're much more aware of processed foods and fast food and the consequences of mm-hmm. certain kinds of eating that maybe when we were kids, you know, like our parents were like, Oh, I you know, yeah. sorry, that wasn't even on my radar. That wasn't <laughs> right. a thing. Nobody <laughs> talked about that. Um so like some of those things, okay, that seems good or whatever. But mm-hmm. where do you think there is a what is a good balance to look like? Yeah, I would really say that um I mean, intuitive eating is kind of all the craze right now. And so I hate to use that as like a buzzword. Wait, what is it? Intuitive eating. Intuitive eating. That leads me to Taco Bell too often. Too often. Uh, well, oh, you I'm know, intuitively drawn to the fact. Did you know they're about to cancel the Mexican pizza? We'll, we'll get I back to heard that about that. I can't even believe just... that. That's been since I was a zero. Uh, yeah, for right. sure. Okay. Intuitive um, eating. What does it mean? So when you really, really listen to like, how does Taco Bell make you feel? Okay, oh. okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so, and it's hard because some people take intuitive eating as like, eat ice cream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, no matter what. If you think it tastes good, you but you feel you... like garbage, <laughs> just keep eating it. Okay. <laughs> um, where I'm like, you know, if, if you listen to your body and also just not overthinking it because... Right. It's really easy to be like, oh, but is this, uh, do I have the right macro count right now? Like, <laughs> right, right, right. there's a lot that goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been through all of them myself. So, okay, okay. <laughs> um, and then also, on the other hand, I just like, I have to point out that, like, you know, a lot of times people think like eating healthy makes them righteous somehow or mm. they, um, whatever. So, and, the self righteousness mm-hmm. of the latest whatever, or of just like, I'm so conscious of this. Yeah, it's really like disappointing that I'm you're obviously not right, and I care about my kids. You don't, <laughs> right, obviously. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, hmm. And and to just like you know where health is everything, and if you don't have health, what you do, what do you have? When you have to take a step back and say, how many of us live in food deserts and or with food insecurities? Hmm. And that's you know they're not really thinking about what's organic or if they can get celery juice, they just need food. food. (laughs) And so I think like looking at it from that perspective, you're like, all right, it's not so important that I spend my entire paycheck at whole foods because, you know, I'm trying to be super healthy. So ultimately, um, that I don't know. I don't, I don't think that perfect health is attainable or the goal. (laughs) Hmm. And as, as if we bring, bring like the Lord back into that, where have you, um, maybe like in those kind of moments because because it is it can like anything else you're saying it it can become just a new path to idolatry of like Mm. i'm gonna be happy if i attain these goals of of food or of appearance or whatever it might be Mm -hmm. body image stuff right um how do you walk through those things with the lord and i mean i guess i'm asking how would you (laughs) 
encourage someone to do that. But yeah. like, where is the Lord in in that conversation? Because I think maybe on some level, this can be an elusive aspect because it doesn't seem like it's spiritual. Maybe until it becomes self righteous or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's unless someone's being like, you got to eat, you know, the Daniel diet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Unless someone's making like a, a kind of a hokey kind of yeah. Bible connection, <laughs> uh-huh. um, which can be easy to spot if you're looking for it, but. But where does faith come in countering with food? Like, where do those? I mean, I can think of just a biblical yeah. picture of food and the Lord being like, you know, you need to give the land a break. You, mm. you know, you're not allowed to farm this land because you have been pushing the land mm. without a year off, and you've been, you know, like the yeah. Lord has like covenant system built to allow like the earth to kind of breathe, <laughs> kind right? of, like chill out. Like he, he'll give manna to people and say, sorry, I don't care if it's the same flavor. You should be really <laughs> grateful that you have food. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that's what it comes down to is ultimately being thankful, like thanking God every time you sit down to eat that you have some food that, um, whatever it is, whether it's like a granola bar or this organic kale and quinoa salad, it's like God gave you food. And like somebody somewhere did something to get this food to you Mm. (laughs) and just being like constantly grateful and humbled by the fact that we even have it because, you know, we could have just had like pellets. (laughs) Yeah, right. He could have made it another way. (laughs) Yeah. And I love what you said about somehow you got this food, right? Mm -hmm. And if I were thinking about just sort of that gratitude and that, you know, where is the Lord? It's like, well, yeah, where where is the work and where are the people that you don't see mm-hmm. that have made it possible for you to have any of this particular food? Right. Um, you know, the, the Sabbath rest, like in the scripture, is meant to be like a time, you know, where you you realize a lot of things because you stop mm-hmm. laboring with that constant drive to just produce, Right. right? Um, and I remember somebody saying like on the Sabbath, the way they observe the Sabbath in contemporary America is one of the things they don't do is they don't do anything that would require someone else to work. Like, so some people maybe on, uh, would say, oh, okay, Sabbath rest, I'm not going to cook, <laughs> you know, I'll or, shell cook. Or, or I'll go to, we'll go to a restaurant or something like that. Right. Right? And I thought it was such an interesting beautiful comment Mm. that I'm not going to use my Sabbath rest to make someone else work. Mm. And just the, but just even acknowledging that, um, someone has to bring the food to the table. Someone has to prepare it. And, and who are those someones and do they rest? Do they Mm. get acknowledged? Do they, uh, is, is the, the gratitude for our neighbors, who, who toil, whether they're the line cook or the farm worker or, or whatever, right. seems to me um, often not part of that conversation in the same way as yeah. I need to dial in my perfect food plan and my perfect yeah. whatever. Right. You don't um, need to use your Sabbath to meal prep for the next week. Mm. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah so, where, so where are you at now? So you, because you have been through so many aspects of food culture, of of the restaurant industry. Um, you mentioned the season at the hotel and all these different experiences. Now you're this personal private chef, um, but you've felt the tension of an exhaustion of people's relationship with food, which could be very unhealthy. Right. Where do you find yourself like today? Like, okay, here's what this is to me. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, it's still my job, definitely. I still enjoy the aspect of, um, like, serving, uh, which is ultimately what it is there because, you know, like I said, if you're making food that it's not, like, my clients, for instance, don't care how good my lamb is. They don't like lamb. (laughs) (laughs) So um, it's, I, I still enjoy the fact that I get to serve and I get to do this thing that makes life easier for them. Um, but also at being able to step back enough that I am at a point where I can finally enjoy cooking for my own family also. <laughs> for a long time, that was just not something I did. <laughs> I could totally understand that. Why would you go home to just keep working right. in the same way? You'd get so burned out. And then wash more dishes. And wash so. more dishes. <laughs> you can't avoid the dishes. So you would say you're you're to a place now or you're finding that place where you're able to mm-hmm. actually enjoy um, in your own home yeah. um, this thing that, that, that you do so well, but you're able to sort of, uh, I don't know, rest in it. It might be overly yeah. dramatic, but... where No, I mean, really, like, yeah, where you can just, you know, turn on the music and enjoy that you're, like, making food and you know, see the kids like when they get excited that I'm making like their favorite dish mm. or whatever it is and be like, oh, that was, that was good. Like that was something that I wanted and it was just like an enjoyable experience and being able to, um, just really get back to that. Cause you know, we love to have like sit down and have dinner together as a family. Cause it's not something I did a ton growing up. So it's like really important now. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to do that while maintaining this balance somewhat of a balance you know with work is is kind of like i guess where i could hope to be for a while that's lovely and your your daughter charlie who is just an angel um with a lot of spunk mm. <laughs> i'm sure angels have some, some <laughs> attitude but um a little bit do you does she do you bring her into the kitchen like this is the problem with the chef thing right mm-hmm immediately as I'm formulating my question, I'm like, oh no, I'm like romanticizing like, oh, every meal you must bring your daughter in to teach her the ways. You know, she actually, she <laughs> loves to cook. And my older one does not want to be part of the process. He, wa- he wants to eat and that's it. Like, do not ask yeah. me to cook. Yeah. Um, she, oh man, she'll stir water if I ask her just, just to keep go. her busy. Like she loves it. Anything, 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 anything in the kitchen. And that's all she does when she's not actually cooking with me. She is pretending to cook all day, every day. <laughs> well, cooking and dancing. And I've got to say, I dance in the kitchen, so. Hey, let's go. Okay, yeah. I have unnatural boundaries. Cooking, dancing, everything at the same time, music. Your husband yeah. plays music. I imagine he plays. You dance. People <laughs> cook. Food happens. <laughs> it's just like a musical in our house. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's such a fantastic image. Um, I, I have to ask you, even if it's like whatever, I have to, like, what what is your best dish? Like, if, if I was like, oh. hey, uh, the most important person, and by that I mean like someone I just so hugely respect, mm-hmm. is going to be in town for one thing. I need you and I need you to do whatever you do best. Mm. What is it? Gosh. Um, okay. So I would say hopefully they eat everything. Yes. And that's the assumption <laughs> okay. of the question. They love anything and everything. Yes. If it's good, it's good. You know, actually lamb, like I mentioned. You mentioned the lamb. I love, but it's so Egyptian of me, but my dad loved, it was his favorite. Like he could eat it every day and my mom 
would get so sick of it because she would try to make anything else and he's like what is this <laughs> this is not lamb <laughs> where's the lamb why would you do this uh <laughs> and i hated it growing up and it wasn't oh, until funny. like sometime in culinary school that i was like wow this is amazing especially if you make it the right way it lamb can be okay what is the right way <sighs> what is the right way okay if you're making a lamb leg you gotta braise it okay so it's gotta be braised braised that can means you, you tell cook me what it that low means? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can lie, I, like, <laughs> I can pretend, or I can ask questions. Um, okay, so when you braise it, you're going to cook it low and slow with some form of liquid, usually in the oven. Sometimes on the stovetop, you cover it so it's like cooking in the liquid. Okay, how long? Um, just like four hours. Ooh. Yeah, okay. at least. No rush. Um, no, no, no. That's why they call it low and slow. Low and slow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, but I also do this lamb rack that I love. It's probably my favorite thing. And... You sometimes I take the bone off and you just got this loin and I make a brown sugar rub and it's it's really good. <laughs> wow. And then what would go I mean that's that's the entrees, this is the main yes. thing. What would you decorate it with? What would be the other All pieces? The other things. If we were gonna be fancy. If we're gonna be fancy. Um typically if you gotta do a starch, some type of potato is what I prefer. Or a couscous salad okay. that I make that's also very delicious. Which it's is what? Couscous, the tomatoes. The, uh, it, I'd, I'd make it with, let's see, red onion, tomato, cucumber, herbs, fresh herbs like parsley, cilantro, things like that. And then just olive oil and lemon juice. It's really, really delicious. <laughs> simple, bright. <laughs> so just simple, mm. yeah. Really, really simple stuff. Okay. Wait, if we did a potato or or is that what that was our alternate yeah. starch there? That was the alternate. Yeah, if okay. you do a potato, you're just gonna roast them with like I love rosemary. Josh Josh thinks I overdo the rosemary and he thinks I overdo the salt. But he doesn't know anything. <laughs> but he's wrong. It's as simple as that. He's absolutely wrong. <laughs> His taste buds are wrong and that's not <laughs> Um No, I so I love rosemary potatoes, so I would do something like that. And um yeah, I'm like trying to think. Honestly, I'm, I'm such so a carnivore that I'm like, I'm just good with the lamb. <laughs> what well, Before the lamb appears, what, what what would we be having? What would be like the starter? What That's would be? the couscous. Or oh, if, if the... you're really going like a coarse meal here. If I got, I'm <laughs> in, talking in no whole part. I got, I got, I got all the things ready okay. to go. So I make this falafel dish. Now falafel is not a fancy thing, but okay. I make it fancy. But you make it fancy. Okay, because I can do that. Because you can do that. And um, it's it's I make a falafel, and Egyptian falafel is like not like your typical falafel. It's like all green inside. It's like mostly herbs, and you put it on some avocado, and you make tzatziki, tzatziki sauce. You have a little uh, garlic hummus there, and then Ooh. I make like this little salad I put on top, tiny little, and it's a very colorful, pretty delicious. Dish. So it looks good too. It's very pretty. Yeah. yeah. And every time I made it at a dinner party, everyone's like, that was the best that one. That was the thing right there. <laughs> that was the, and it's, I grew up with it. So I'm like, really? <laughs> oh, that old thing? <laughs> so, okay, we get that. We then we, we end up with our lamb. We, I mean, we're, we're pretty stuffed, but, but we got to. <laughs> I mean, room. Why, why did we hire a private chef unless we can get that last, <laughs> that last spot? So, yes. what do we, how do we close this meal? Oh man. Okay. I, I love seasonal desserts. So I, I would probably go with something seasonal, but if you're sticking with the Middle Eastern theme, I make like this, um, there are a couple of desserts like baklava is like, you know, typical. So I make kind of like this deconstructed dessert in like this pretty little glass fishbowl. It looks like, it looks like a fishbowl. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I make like this vanilla custard and I make a pistachio crumble to go with it. And then I make my own baklava to go and a rose scented uh, little syrup to go on top of it. And it's with a flower. And it's just so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I want to stand and just start clapping. Oh, thank clapping, you. Thank like, you. <laughs> just trying to picture this thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah you know it's pretty labor intensive so you might not ever see it (laughs) i'm assuming i'll never see it but but my friend my imaginary friend who's so important to me uh wow they were very impressed oh thank you (laughs) and then if you if you're Mm -hmm. like you know what this is my time my house Mm. uh is it the same no like okay Mm -mm. so now it's just you know what look uh josh took the kids and whatever and you got time and you know what you don't really have to do anything but you know what music's playing you know what do you what would you do okay much much simpler (laughs) i there are two things that i absolutely love and the first one is soup and not just like I don't know. I, I don't like like thick creamy soups, like really brothy soup. So I make like a chicken meatball soup. It's almost like a chicken noodle, but I make chicken meatballs instead. Mm. And I make it green by blending in some herbs and spinach and it just makes it brighter and flavorful. Anyway, I just, I can eat that soup every day and fruit, like any seasonal fruit. If it's like perfectly ripe, that's my number one favorite thing to eat. <laughs> Simple. Do you... Do you find uh, in Southern California, like in South Orange County, you have everything you need here that you, you're like, okay, there are enough of the right kinds of uh, places to find things in the right season or whatever to work with? Do you find it limited mm-hmm. or do you find it expansive? Everyone's like, oh, New York, and you got to be here and you got to do yeah. that. No, we live in a great, I mean, we have so many farms around us right. and especially where we're at, like the organic farming or just people like growing really interesting things. You can absolutely find it, but you know, even at our grocery stores, we're pretty spoiled because we can get our berries and our tomatoes and our things year round. Like tomatoes are just now starting, like the beautiful, colorful heirloom tomatoes. Um, but just last night, we had an amazing caprese salad. And <laughs> I love a caprese salad. Oh, mine's the best. I mean, <laughs> see, that's the other side of you. I love that. The, the, this is shocking confidence that I totally trust. <laughs> And feel is well beyond my reach, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no. My, uh, Lisa got some of those the other day uh, from wherever, and it, you know, with like the green and the red, like, mm-hmm. would have a little more life to them. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, it was just like, oh yeah, this is a different thing. Like this is like, oh yeah, this is lovely. Yeah, they're not because I'm not like trying to eat like just regular, yeah, you yeah. know, Roma tomatoes. Like you're gonna make a pasta sauce go there, but if you just want some raw tomatoes <laughs> in your salad. You got to go. Yeah. And you can get that like almost year round here in California. So we're pretty lucky. We're, we're in a good spot. Uh, and, yeah. and, and what I love about what you said is, is we, we should be grateful that we have food at all. Mm. Whatever, whether it's the, the fancy or it's the super simple. Yeah. Rochelle, thank you so much thank for you. talking to us about life, faith, food, everything in between. Uh, if you were to come back, um, I feel like it would have to be like a live taste test or something. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> well, prepare for that. <laughs> I'm trying to finagle like, some I'm way. I'm moving How next week. How could I week? talk her into cooking something <laughs> for us? Yeah. Um, no, I will. I would just be make Zach and I be like, yeah, this is good, too. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. I really, really wouldn't mind bringing the caprese. That's that's It's one of my favorites, and oh, it's not like yes. I wouldn't be slaving all day. All right, I'm careful. Not. We've said this before, right? We've said this before. <laughs> you make an offer, it's going to stick in my head. I'm like, 
remember that time? You you um, mentioned something about uh, a tomato. Well, I what I've always been so appreciative about you is um, is your relationship with the Lord. Like I said, it's solid. It's just always mm-hmm. been a relief to be like, okay, she knows what she's up to. But then the way you carry that into life and family, food, your work. It, and I know it's for all of us. It can be hard to find a balance. You know, you take on too much. You got to dial it back. You got to find those those rhythms with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but for you, as your friend, it's always just been such an encouragement that the big things are like settled things, and it's mm-hmm. like nuancing the balance of the good things, and mm-hmm. and 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 always taking on the right challenges and not adding extra ones. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Yeah. No. Okay. I. You know, I got to say this though, and and I, you know, told you this like I must have been in like a month or two ago um but i feel so much that where i'm at is just due to the teachings i get from this church it's like um you know and i gotta say i i was talking to somebody in this heated discussion and they were just like oh but you're just like the type of person who has self-control and you don't get super cranky and i was just like i have prayed about this for 10 years (laughs) it is it is not something i was born with and i but all of that is just due to the amazing amazing quality of the word that we get here you're very kind and the lord is very good to us and i am grateful for you and i'm grateful for what he's done in all of our lives these many years now and i look forward to many more of those years of him sort of cultivating our own little lives in the, his care yeah. thank you so much rochelle for being thank with you. us thank you thank you that's our time my friends if you would like to support the podcast please do subscribe and rate us on itunes and if you would like even more content and to become a patron of the podcast head on over to from babylonwithlove.com click on newsletter and sign up there until then many thanks to producer zach leach for all the twists and turns and to lonesome and muddy the only house band that'll survive the apocalypse this has been from babylon with love